0: Well hey Soul Fam, how are you? Welcome to Fire and Soul, the space to deepen your inner awakening and activate your highest expression. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow, and if you are brand new to Fire and Soul, I want to say welcome. And I hope you feel a really warm embrace by choosing to tune in at this time. And if you've heard about the show or were drawn to the show because you are on that path of awakening, your own unique path, um, it's no small thing. You know, we are finding one another and it's deeply comforting to know that we are not alone. And these numbers of ours are growing, but it's the potency within the number as, as my guest likes to talk about. And so I'm very excited that we have Guru's Sing joining us here today but before we dive into today's episode I also want to say if you have been with Fire and Soul for a while and you've ever gleaned any value uh, I would so appreciate a 5 star rating and written review on the Apple podcast app or platform this really helps to support the show it's the single most effective way that you could do so if you feel called and I I really hope that you would consider taking a moment to to uh, honor me and the guests and then help this show through the algorithm reach of new reviews and that fresh uh, input recommending Fire and Soul to those who need it but might not be aware of it. I can talk. (laughs) Anyway, that would be awesome if you could do so right now on whichever device you are listening. You could hit pause and take care of that in probably like a minute's time. Don't forget to hit submit and then your review will pop up in a couple of days and I just may read it. Speaking of, I want to read one that came in recently that I was really touched by. This comes in from Moxie Grace. Five stars. Thank you. And it says, can I just keep her in my pocket? I love Michelle and her deeply inviting tone. So, so good. I was listening to a recent pod and actually found myself asking how would Michelle invite me to handle this situation? Super cool when a good podcast is part of your toolbox to living more in tune and connected. All caps, LOVE. (laughs) Thank you very much for that review. It means so much. And so my loves going back to Guru Singh, you know, I know he was just on what five months ago ish, but I got so much feedback and he is our resident uh, guru for sure. And, uh, what I love about this conversation is it feels very timely. You know, I mean, most of us are feeling deeply impacted on, on so many levels from everything happening in the world and it's accelerating, right? And it's intensifying. And on the one hand, that's If you look at it from the divine gaze or divine point of view, and I happen to choose that the divine hand is in everything, this acceleration and intensification is a purging. It's a cleansing. It's a purification. And we are seeing what has always been there to some degree, but this is the beginning of the shaking away. At least this is the way I like to think about it. And many others do as well, and so as hard as it is, we are learning to be with it all. And of course, the way out is always through, and so learning to be with ourselves in the heart of the matter. And that's what this conversation is about today. You know, there's something about slowing down to the speed of wisdom and really allowing ourselves to receive the medicine that Guru Singh has to offer today. And we definitely touch on the different aspects of an authentic awakening, how it has many different names and many different interpretations, and rightfully so. And so wherever you are on your path, I hope these words bring you comfort and hope and resilience and transmutation. This is a man who is quite a legend around the globe, and what an honor to get to sit with him for a second time in a wild, most... Momentous year known as 2023. So, without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with my dear friend and Guru Singh in the heart of the matter. Oh, what an absolute thrill to be sharing space with you again, my friend. Welcome back to Fire and Soul.
1: What a great name, Fire and Soul.
0: Thank you. I feel the same. You know, it came through me after about a year of hosting this podcast that was formally titled The Mindset Mashup. <laughs> and to be honest, I was hiding behind my guests and their mindsets. I couldn't fully own where I was and mine yet. And then I realized that fire and soul is it's empowered action from an awakening soul. And hello, here we are today talking about authentic awakening. <laughs>
1: Five elements, right? The earth, water, fire, air, and ether.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the fire is right in the center point of that.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I've been shown in some ayahuasca ceremonies that fire is my element in this life. Hmm. A lot of Phoenix rising energy, but the way that it's coming through now, this is why I'm so excited that we're we're chatting about what we are going to discuss is. It's grounding in my body through my heart and you and I share texts and I like, you send me the green heart with the frog and we're going to talk about that in a moment, but it's on a hot to heart, keeping the heart open. Um, So we're going to go there in a moment, but I want to just, for anyone who may be new to you, and we've had so many people uh, share their reflections and their appreciation for our last conversation. So I'm really happy that we're going to go a little bit deeper this time. But Guru Singh, for those who are not as familiar with you, I want to read just a a snippet, although it could be an entire essay. A master of the kundalini arts, celebrated spiritual teacher, third-generation Sikh yogi, author, accomplished musician, father, and grandfather. Guru Singh has been studying and teaching kundalini yoga for the past 50 years, and now here you are making your appearance on fire and soul yet again, so Welcome back officially, and can we talk about the meaning in your from your perception of Anahata Heart, Green Heart, grounding into our body through our hearts to access potentially this beautiful awakening that we are seeing happening worldwide? It's got many names, and we're going to chat about that too.
1: The heart is the heart of the matter, right? Mm. As the expression goes. And the heart is divided into three base levels. The first level at the lower portion of the heart is the hope. And you always hear of heart hope. Mm -hmm. I have hope in my heart. The middle level is once that hope is experienced is fully founded, willingness takes place. We have a willingness to act. And then once we take action, the third law of motion prevails, Mm -hmm. which is for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So for every thing we propose, there's an opposition. So proposition, opposition, action, reaction. And that's what engages the top one third of the heart, which is that courage. The word is core. In French, Latin means heart. Age means time of. So courage means a time of the heart. And so, and, and Obviously in the system of frequencies, the color of the heart center is is that incredible emerald green.
0: I'm wearing it. Yeah. I was so excited for today. I was like, ooh, let's put uh, really color into this for vibration.
1: Oh, uh, that's 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 cool. <laughs> and um and so that that heart is at the heart of the matter. It's there's the lower triangle of the three lower chakras. There's the heart center and then there's the upper triangle. And when you bring those two triangles to orbit around the heart center, you have that six pointed star in the midst of a circle with the heart in the center. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And that, and that is at the heart of the matter, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: which is what the expression means. And what is simultaneously very interesting about this is that the heart actually and the breath teach us that to give is great effort, to receive is effortless. Mm-hmm. So, the heart has to produce all of that effort to push the blood through all of the capillaries. And we're talking about 60,000 miles of capillaries in the human body. That's twice around the earth, plus 10,000 miles left over. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So, the heart has to pump that blood into 60, to the veins and arteries, but then through the 60,000 miles of capillaries, which are where the nutrients are delivered to all of the cells in the body and also where the osmotic process of osmosis takes place in bringing oxygen into the blood as the blood passes through the alveoli sacs in the lungs, mm. and so this heart has to really give re- tremendous effort to give, and then once that volume of hydraulics, the the science of hydraulics, is boom, and it just sets off this wave through our bodies. It then has to immediately and totally relax to receive the splashback. So the the heart is pushing the new blood or the refreshed blood into the body and then immediately has to relax to receive the spent blood back from the body. It's a phenomenon. Think about it in terms of economics, in terms of relationships, in terms of everything. Effort to give, total surrender to receive. Mm. So, in economics, it's literally the way of the old growth forest banking system, which is not a, uh, which is not a zero sum system. You know, zero sum banking is is an atrocity.
0: But I'm not familiar with zero-sum banking.
1: It means that the assets, it means that the balance sheet has loans that create debt, right? Yeah. In other words, when you borrow, now you owe.
0: But that's the nature of pretty much that our is global not, reality.
1: Well, that's the nature of human invention. Yes, yes. But the old growth forest is the nature of the heart. Mm the nature of the old growth forest is that where there's a need it supplies
2: mm.
1: knowing that that supply is not coming from a limited resource mm. and so zero sum you know double entry banking all of these things are just a a creation of human nature but they're mm-hmm. not a creation of nature And so when we go in the heart, in that emerald green forest, Mm. which is like a super message, right? Mm. You go into the depth of nature, and it's it's green. It's called, when oceanic nomenclature, it's called the blue planet. But in nature, it's called the emerald planet.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. right mm.
1: and and that is the combination of the emerald earth and the blue oceans right the blue water mm. so you have that earth water and then there's your fire right yeah. which is within every living cell every every atomic structure is energized by a light, which is a form of fire. And then the air, which circulates around the planet, and then the ether, which is the plasmic space beyond the planet, or beyond beyond the even beyond the solar system.
0: It's so beautiful when we really look at it for what it really is with all that context. It's so interesting when we talk about literally, you know, how hard the heart works in its mm. efforting. And then actually, I'd be curious to get your thoughts, because this is definitely a segue into a, an authentic awakening. The efforting sometimes for many, it can take to fully surrender, right? Hmm. It's so not in our human nature as we have been so programmed, but yet at the same time, it is so vital for, you know, uh, my experience, a, a life well lived. That's the heart of the matter. So, mm. yeah. What are your yeah, thoughts well, on that?
1: Surrender is uh, is often equated with giving up or giving in, mm-hmm. and it isn't at all. Mm. Um, surrendering to the forces of life. is like surrendering to our angels and our guides, Mm. in which if we don't surrender, we occupy the space with the kind of thought noise that drowns out the subtle communication coming from spirit, Mm.
2: Mm.
1: coming from guides, coming from angels whatever we want to refer to them as.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's an energetic equation that is there to not only protect us, but to direct us
2: mm-hmm.
1: in order that we will, centerpiece of the heart, we will, right, hope, will, and courage, we will arrive at our prescribed supposed destination. Mm. We can interfere with it, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: with our fear and our tension and our, you know, (laughs) oh, what is going to happen here? You know, like my mother and father were yogis. And they would always tell me growing up, if ever I had, you know, these big concerns, which every child you know has from time to time they would say they would take me out in the e- at the night in the evening in the dark sky they would say look at that out there that is all functioning perfectly and that's big
2: <laughs>
1: you on the other hand are not that big so if that can all be functioning perfectly, wouldn't you think you would be functioning perfectly, too, if you just allowed yourself to be? And it would, they would, they would have this conversation with my sister and I. Mm. And the way they would speak of it was so compelling that it would last for another you know 30 40 days and then i'd have my big crisis again right? <laughs> <laughs> and then they would have to go through it all over again and pick a different angle if if that one was getting boring you know
0: <laughs> yeah. oh how sweet i'm totally picturing little gurus seeing like your
2: <laughs> yeah oh, right
0: uh, what a gift to be able to be born into that awareness that lineage of yours yeah I know you've traveled the world many, many, many times over. You are such a celebrated master teacher, specifically in the space of the kundalini arts. And there's a lot of awakening happening, as you know, worldwide. And and there's different ways in which people are experiencing their awakenings. For me personally, it was spawned by awakening to the matrix. I'd heard that stuff most of my life, but just dismissed it, ignored it, tried to just push it down hoped it w- would go away and not really be true. And then it was time for me to see it. It was time for me to see it. That was February of 21. Then the next six months were pretty harrowing. There's nothing glamorous about that. Um, suicide, ideation, all the things. Mm-hmm. So what I'd like to share to a lot of people who are just coming to Fire and Soul, because it is a podcast, we, it's predominantly men and women, mostly women on the path of awakening in some way or another, but usually they're new. So I like to offer just trust the clarity will come but but stay here keep going but then about 6 months later it definitely shifted into a much deeper experience that i only knew about a year later was what people refer to as a spiritual awakening but it doesn't mean that i'm like in the realm of oneness at all times my stuff is up i'm still very human but that said as i'm learning more about the different types of awakenings like a root a mind a heart a body like all these different elements that you may or may not even be teaching about or speaking about. I'm curious, A, how does someone know they're really going through an authentic awakening? And B, can one initiate their own without some sort of like a traumatic event that happens for many? That It could be, you know, an overdose. It could be a divorce. It could be a, a, an, a severe illness. Waking to the matrix. There are a lot of different ways in which people are spawned into it. So that the two questions, if if you would be willing.
1: And the first question is
0: it if is. you wanted
1: to if you want to divide them specifically.
0: Sure. Uh, oh, that's a good question. Cause Lord knows if you, <laughs> I should be able to remember it too. It was. Um, the different types of awakenings. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to remember my train of thought on this because I'm so excited to have this conversation. Are there different nuances, right? Are the different types of head, root, heart, physical? Is that all part of a kundalini awakening and does it have different names? Let's just start there.
1: Yes. Yes is the short answer. Mm. And the, to use your word, the nuance of that yes is that kundalini is a physical event. It's a Sanskrit word, but it's a physical event. And the medical term is, it's called the pelvic plexus. And a plexus is a ganglia or a gathering of nerves into a bundle, so to speak, and this one is just sort of hovering above the, the pelvic uh, bowl, and then it feeds in through the, the pelvic and sacrum connection, which is right here, you know, just above the tailbone. And then into the spine, and these nerves that are in that bundle are a combination of sympathetic and parasympathetic. They're a combination of act and react, which is the sympathetic, which is the the instinctual portion of our our nature. And then the parasympathetic, which is the take a step back, look at the bigger picture, and then make a choice. So Mm -hmm. it's the act-react. And the big picture choice. So those both are coming together in that plexus to find some form of balance and harmony, mm-hmm. because sometimes you do need to instinctually re- react, and at other times an instinctual reaction is the wrong thing to have happen. Right? Mm-hmm. It's or let's put it, it's not the most productive way of dealing with a moment.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now. The Kundalini awakening or the opening into Nirvana or the third eye, you know, spontaneously uh, opening or becoming enlightened or um, becoming born again or all of the various words that are used to describe the same one thing, Mm -hmm. which is that this bundle or ganglia of nerves in the root of our body, right down there by the base of the spine, have been stimulated from something. Mm -hmm. It's either, you know, a severe illness, a shock an accident, an awakening to the matrix, whatever, right? It's just so many things, both negative and positive. Being in love, right? Suddenly having just a moment of clarity. Mm. And this opens the spinal channel, all of which is in the realm of kind of what I'll call eternal survival, right? Not just survival of the body, but eternal survival. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And it opens the spinal channel and that light force, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: chemical force, light force, combination of all, electromagnetic force, all of the forces combined in this kundalini charge just rises up through the spine some people say it shoots through the spine you know well sometimes it might but oftentimes it rises up through the spine and we suddenly become not only aware at the crown which is like wow this is and the head becomes clear and everything makes sense You know, we know from now into forever and from the beginning of there's no beginning until now. You know, we know in all directions everything that there is, but we can't necessarily put it into words. That's the trauma
2: Mm.
1: of the awakening Mm. is that our system is very verbal. It's very word-oriented. Most people don't have an experience of their day they have a description of their day. They're describing their day to themselves as they go through it. They're not actually experiencing it. That's what mindfulness is, or what we call in 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 kundalini lore or lingo, uh, we call it that concentrational awareness, that ability to be aware of how are my legs, arms, body, head, how, how, how am I experiencing this moment? Mm-hmm. How do I feel the air? Mm-hmm. How do I feel the blood circulating inside?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How do I feel your presence?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How do I feel your presence electronically on a two-dimensional screen? Yeah. How do I experience your three-dimensional physiology on a two-dimensional screen? And consequently, how do I experience time, which is the fourth dimension, in a three-dimensional space? Mm. And so when you have that rapture, that awakening, whatever we call it, It's not in words, it's not being described, it's not being defined, it's being experienced. Mm. And that can be traumatic Mm. because it is so incredibly unfamiliar. And that's one of the reasons why most people will warn you against having anything to do with anything that's going to awaken
0: Yes.
1: That signal. Yes. And that in Sanskrit is called Kundalini. And in English and in medical English, it's just called the pelvic plexus. Mm. Throwing a signal up through the spine to the pineal gland. Right. All the way from the base to the crown. hmm and then every every part of your body, because going up through the spine, there are nerves. I mean, the spine is the main central nervous uh, conduit. There are nerves going out to all of the other glands and organs. So you're experiencing it in your liver might make you angry. You're experiencing it in your kidneys might make you fearful. You're experiencing it in your spleen might make you doubtful. Mm. Experiencing it in your stomach might make you nauseous. Mm. Experiencing it in your heart
2: Mm.
1: might make you anxious. Mm. Right? Mm. And then maybe you can't feel, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Because that anxiety Mm. is now wrenching your nerves not only at the pelvic plexus, but now at the solar plexus, because the message gets translated as it moves up through, and all of a sudden, the solar plexus ties in a knot. Oh, my gut's in a knot. Mm -hmm. And then it wrenches, and it pulls the throat. So all of a sudden, you're feeling like, I can't breathe, I can't, you know? So I'm describing a very traumatic physical event, but if you can release And be okay, like my parents would say, come on, because I had a really nervous stomach growing up. I mean, you know, I mean it's like you know, Mm. I had that nervous stomach within this incredible environment, Mm. which is stands to reason. Yes. I needed this incredible environment to modify to mitigate that sensation because i was a stranger in a strange land like you i was from the future right mm-hmm. i was from a i was from a, a system planetary system that you know considered the iphone an archaeological relic and yes. and you know i mean instead of telephony we were using telepathy right and you know that's what we would practice in my household so what i'm saying is that as it comes up through you can have either you can either feel the trauma of and the drama yeah. or you can let it go uh-huh. and what is that what is that saying let go let god
0: yes mm, that's the surrender
1: yeah exactly
0: oh, so beautifully said Well, hey there, gentle interruption with a really beautiful aligned offer for maybe two of you, because that is the amount of spaces that are currently open in a brand new container that I have felt inspired to create for 2024 called the Magnetic Creator Mastermind. Activate your divine gifts to elevate the world. This is just a six-woman journey that we kick off in January and we wrap in June, and this is designed for you to bring that one creative project or endeavor or dream to life. So whether it's a book or a podcast, a program, a course, maybe your own in-person retreat, something really juicy that has you feeling such an aliveness on your heart, but maybe you haven't known exactly where to begin. Or maybe you've had feelings of overwhelm or, of course, doubt. So in this journey, we definitely devote a lot of time to the inner unlocking to get you reconnected with the inspiration pulling you forward in the first place that knows no bounds and definitely no doubt so seated in your power and then of course all the strategy is really easy all of these areas i have mastery in and the areas that i don't i bring in all of the guides there are only two spots available and here's the thing If you have been curious about my other opportunity that I have been inviting you to, which is the Soul Essence Retreat, when you join Magnetic Creator Mastermind, and again, only two seats are open, so I'm going to encourage you to at least go check it out. You also get a whole VIP really special day at the Soul Essence Retreat, and then a couple of other special things that we will have a conversation around that are designed only for Magnetic Creators so that in and of itself, the magnetic creators, all women, listen to Fire and Soul on the Path of Awakening and know that the antidote to everything going on that we can see that's happening in the world is to create, to serve, and to leave our legacy. This is what's pulling us forward and this is what we are literally doing, not just thinking or talking about anymore. So that, my love, that journey kicks off in January. And when you join, before the end of this year, you'll also get a private consultation with me so that we can get really clear on the seeds that you are planting, that we can nourish to full expression by June when we wrap the journey next year. So if this piques your curiosity, I'm going to encourage you to hit pause and head on over to michelle-sorrow.com, Magnetic Creator Mastermind on the site. All right, my loves, back to the conversation. Now before I move into that second question, which is around, is it, pu- is it possible to, to self-initiate an awakening? I do have another question and it's, is it accurate? That, and this, I heard this in the law of one material. I have no idea if this, if this relates to your understanding of the Kundalini arts, that the awakening and where we are now, it's like, it goes from like, you, you talked about the root of the spine. So the first chakra, Then we move up, right? And so now that Mm -hmm. also then would be reflected potentially, I'm curious to hear your thoughts, uh, in the densities or dimensions, right? So we're in a third density planet that's making her shift supposedly to fourth density, some say fifth, but that would be the fourth and fifth dimensions or the fourth and fifth chakras, so heart and throat. But curious, have you heard any of that? Or do you have any thoughts around how that correlates or- not yes Mm.
1: the universe has the same system of chakras because um you know it's often said that the human was created in the image of the infinite right and the universe has a system of chakras just like we have a system of chakras and the the milky way galaxy in the universe sits between the third and fourth chakra of the universe. So it sits right between the fire and the air, right about at the solar plexus, if you want to equate it. The fifth dimension is where the third dimension of space becomes a single point. And the fourth dimension of sequential time, meaning a past, present, and future, becomes a single moment. In other words, the past, present, and future are all simultaneous. And all space, the me and the you, are all simultaneous mm. in the fifth dimension. Mm. And then the sixth and seventh and eighth and so on are greater understandings of that unification that union or what they call oneness. And so to have that experience of oneness is a fifth dimensional experience. And as, as I was saying earlier, the one thing that keeps us trapped is our need to define, describe, and understand through words, Mm. which has only been accelerated over the last 100,000 years and hyper-accelerated over the last... 15, 10,000 years, right? Because ice ages were disruptive. Um, and, But once, once the human being figured fire out, which was hundreds of thousands of years, at least to use it, there's record of the use of fire back a million and a half, a million and three quarters of years ago. And then making fire, actually being able to initiate fire, you know, somewhere between five and 700,000 years ago. Mm. So once we started to be able to control fire, we had a reason to gather together. Mm. And that was to gather together around the warmth and protection of the fire. Mm. And that accelerated the verbal construct, which... which really developed a very complex system, which is the human system of making sounds, Mm -hmm. right? Our verbal anatomy, our vocal anatomy, is extremely complex and rare in the world of animals and plants. The human vocal anatomy and the articulation that we're capable of Mm -hmm. is not only an incredible design, but it's also an insatiable trap. Because we try to put a word to everything. Mm. You know, I teach mantra, and one of the most common questions is, what does it mean? <laughs> and mantra, by its very word, man means that that man is the, is the finite, right? Mm. And tra means projection. So ma, like mana, mana means the finite and the infinite. Mm. Mana manifest fest means to celebrate so manifest means a celebration between me and the universe or me and the cosmos right that i'm celebrating that's manifestation or manifestation as it's often pronounced so man is the individual you know brain brain mind connection right that individual articulation articulate capacity tra means a projection or a an exuding right so mantra simply means a sound exuding mm. give me a common sound and i would say ouch you know it's like universal mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and and it exudes from a moment of pain mm. And it's not a moment of tremendous pain. It's a moment of manageable pain. Tremendous pain is like screeching, right? But when you have a manageable pain, you go, ouch, ah, like that. That's what mantra is. Mantra is the physiology, the physical instrument like my guitars, exuding a sound. Meaning comes later.
2: Mm.
1: What does ouch mean? Oh, ouch means the person had. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. But if you really wanted to know what ouch means, you would have to go into your body and you would have to, oh, yeah, mm. stub my toe, prick my finger, touch a candle, right? You'd have to go into that mindfulness space mm. and actually feel experience ouch otherwise it's just bouncing on the surface of intellect
0: and so that takes us then if we get really mindful and really present to every little nuance again that correlates to base root chakra up
1: yeah when we when we have that awakening. Mm. It is that rising and then orbiting Mm because it goes up through the central spinal channel and then comes back down through what's called the vagus nerve, V-A-G-U-S, the vagus nerve of the parasympathetic system and what it does if you don't block it with your sympathetic like, you know, fear-based, survival-based, oh, this is too much, I can't, take this, you know, Mm -hmm. but if you, if you surrender right into it, then all of a sudden you start to feel that what's called the, the micro orbit that. Mm -hmm. And you start feeling that pulsation, Mm -hmm. which is why uh, so often when you're listening to, you know, great music, your body will start to sway. You know, it's that, it's that, it's that pulsation. So in pre-response to your second part of can you self-initiate? Yes. Hmm. Yes.
0: This is awesome. I've heard this, but I really wanted to hear it from you. Yes. So how would one embark on that journey sincerely? Stay away from anybody
1: who says You need a guru in order to achieve enlightenment (laughs) because that is brand marketing. (laughs) (laughs) I swear, you know, it's like you cannot reach enlightenment except when you have a guru and, or a, you know, like, and I'm going, okay, well, (laughs) how the heck? did the first enlightened person get there then because right. there was nobody before, you know? So I always take it back to how did it first start? Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what my parents taught me was, how does it first start? How does it first start? First started with self initiation, had to be,
2: yeah. had to be,
1: okay. and then self initiation. And then, you know, trading, you know, trading ideas with your with your fellow beings, and then all of a sudden traditions became popular, right? Okay, this group is in this tradition, and this group is in this tradition, and this is the tradition of this group. And then the groups would brand their traditions and claim that there's nothing good outside their tradition. Mm-hmm. that their tradition and only their tradition is going to pave the way to the pearly gates.
0: I'm pretty sure you mean religion, not tradition, but yes. Yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> Hey, you know, uh, there's many words that have the same <laughs> effort and initiation and indication. Yes, right. I hear, you, I hear you loud and clear. many words. Mm-hmm. And so what can you do to have an experience? What can you do to have an awakening? Well, it is multiple, multiple, multiple ways you can have an awakening. Mm -hmm. And then you have to figure out, how do I maintain enough of the awakening Mm -hmm. so that it doesn't completely eliminate my practical life? (laughs)
0: Yeah. <laughs> Welcome because <to> my <laughs>
1: if you're in the midst of an awakening, you better not be driving a car. I
0: couldn't for you days. better.
1: You better not be cooking on a stove. Yep. You better not be, you better not be, you better not be. There's so many things that you need to just bring yourself back into a logical three and four dimensional format. <laughs> Otherwise, your three and four dimensional vehicle that you're living in is going to be at risk. Yeah. And so you can have these awaken. I mean, you can do a sweat lodge.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. You can do a sweat lodge. Uh, you can go into cold water, mm. right? Mm. Polarities, very cold, very hot. Mm. Anytime you put your sensory system into extremes, it loses track of the definition and starts to have the experience because the awakening is always present. Mm. You just have to give up the guardrails that are keeping you from it. And sweat lodge is one of the ways ice water is one of the ways kundalini kriya is one of the ways mantra is one of the ways devotion bhakti Mm. believe in jesus believe in muhammad believe in the buddha believe in krishna believe in soryaster believe in Berga, believe in, Sar- I'm now going to have women, believe in Saraswati, believe in Kali, believe in, believe in, believe in, to the extent that you are your belief. Mm. You're not intellectually, oh, I think I believe. No, you are breathing, which is what happens. You are breathing your believing. Mm that every breath you take is a breath of jesus every breath you take is a breath of saraswati of kali of joan of arc of whoever you believe mm. is a being that had it all together right mm. one of those enlightened and that's called bhakti that's the that's the path of of worshiping one who is in that state of grace, mm. in that, in that state of presence.
0: So beautiful and very moving. Yeah. This is so perfect. So is it also, I don't know what your experience with plant medicine, like ayahuasca specifically, have you ever dabbled there?
1: No, I don't, but
0: there, there's no dabbling in ayahuasca. No, I,
1: and <laughs> here's, here's the deal. If you read my book, buried treasures, you hear that I, in my existence, I'm, always walking the path between life and death. Right. And so I was told by an incredible shamanic woman, uh, back in 1964, um, that, you know, if I did any dabbling Mm -hmm. in anything, you know, alcohol, anything that it would take me out because I had died in a hospital, uh, from a ruptured appendix, which created, peritonitis then sepsis and you know that's a killer um very quickly a killer and you know they brought me back with the defibrillator paddles i think we maybe even spoke of this the prior session but uh, and she told me she said don't dabble don't i don't think she used that word but just i'm responding to your word but she says don't don't go there and so I was one of the people. You know, they say if you remember the '60s, you weren't there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and uh, but I was, you know, like in a like in a stone enlightened space, going all the way through the '60s because I had just died, and that ignited my whole process. And then then my prior Kriya Yoga linked into Kundalini Yoga, and you know that was my railroad train you know, moving forward. Mm. But the fact is, is that, okay, let's talk about uh, the psychotropic herbs. And here's the deal with their extremely potent capacity. And I'm going to share it from a couple of different angles very quickly. Our bodies, unless we were born in the indigenous culture of those locations, our bodies and our genetics are not accustomed to that form of nutrient. Okay. And so therefore our bodies think of it as a stranger, almost think of it as an intruder. And so the the non-indigenous DNA does not sustain the charge so it comes and it goes because it's being eliminated it's like it's like a trans a, a organ transplant and you have to have all these things to protect you from it trying to be eliminated right mm-hmm. and so you in the psychotropic experience you experience the awakening and then you don't You can't deny intellectually what you experienced. Mm -hmm. But it's not like you're sustaining it. Mm -hmm. So then you don't want to get trapped in the realm of thinking that's the way forward. right? What you want to realize, and I'm saying that, which is quite unlike most people in my kundalini realm, I'm saying that if you need the psychotropic to break through whatever is encasing you, then under the proper conditions, it will be, you know, it will be of good benefit. It will be a blessing. But then you have to figure out because that's just showing you the what is. Right. Then you have to figure out how to get back there slowly because that takes you there rather rapidly. And then how to be able to, go in and out of that dimension or dimensions mm-hmm. under your own initiation.
0: There you go. Beautiful.
1: And so a lot of people that have had trauma in their lives, women in today's world have had trauma often. Um, even if it's not trauma, it's It's drama. <laughs> On an ongoing basis, they're always feeling assaulted by the eyes of others, you know, and and sometimes by the by the hands and whatever, right? So, we're looking at that's the woman's world, and then the then the young men, you know, have been who have been taken into war zones. You know, they come back. Sometimes you need that breakthrough, that only a psychotropic herb, a medical or a medicine herb. Can, can give you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I say again, once you see, and like Dr. Martin Luther King, I've been to the mountaintop and I've seen the other side. So once you have seen the other side, mm-hmm. then you have to figure out, okay, how am I going to climb that mountain? Mm-hmm. And how am I going to climb that mountain whenever I need to? Or want to.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, there's the devotion. Yeah. You know, I you know we're just about to wrap. Yep. Um, when I tried ayahuasca for the first time, it was four years ago, and that became a profound initiation that I think looking back now was showing me where I was being called, pulled, lured, mm-hmm. guided. <laughs> and uh, and so now i can yes when i go to my sacred altar i can go back there into mm. that experience mm. and that fills me up not 30 40 days like when you were a little boy but um for days for sure mm. and so it's so beautiful to have an experience to draw on uh, but yes it's not practical at all practical at all for real life mm. but
1: or let's rephrase that yeah it's not practical for
0: 3d unreal life.
1: unreal life
0: there we go thank you yeah because it's so real
1: yeah that is real life yes
0: it that is yeah otherwise we're in a dream mm-hmm. right so when you awaken you are awakening from the sleep state of the dream which is anything other than what we're talking about right. uh, which is so beautiful and that's the amazing grace we started there i want to wrap there i don't know if we have just a couple minutes more Uh, if, if it makes sense for you right now to play a little amazing grace, we just want to speak about the amazing grace in the awakening when it's really, um, approached with such deep reverence, which I know is how you live and you model. It's where I am and it's what this show really is all about. All right. I see him moving for those of you not catching the video. And if you're not watching us on YouTube, I highly recommend you head on over we opened this channel up just a couple months ago and it's so fun to find a new audience as well as connect with those of you who've been around a while. All right, guitar in hand, a little amazing grace. It's well, one of my very favorite not. songs. Yeah, we
1: you're 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 pumping a song that I'm not actually going to play instantaneously. <laughs> um so let's just see what it is that I can Grab here.
0: Mm, Beautiful. There we go.
1: Get my wireless system working here. So we have something that is similar and it is called May the Long Time Sun, and it'll last for about
2: 30, 45 seconds. Been a long time, a long, long time.
1: sunshine around the sky. The everlasting oceans of a love bring joy on the soul and the pure light spirit guiding deep inside be our guide. Guide our way. Guide our
2: way. Guide our way. Guide our way. way. All.
0: Thank you. Mm. Yeah. May the Mm. long time sun guide our way. Home. Wow.
1: Bless you. Bless so you, much. So much that you are doing for this planet. I deeply appreciate you, Michelle.
0: Thank you. I receive and thank you for your timeless truths and wisdom for decades and uh, for continuing to serve the way that you do. It's just incredible. And I'll look forward to having you back on the show, our resident guru. <laughs> Uh, who says, don't get a guru, which is my favorite kind. Ah, uh, bless you, my friend. Thank you. you. Have a wonderful day. Love you. Bye. Love
1: you. Bless you.
0: Thank you for listening to Fire and Soul. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. And if you'd like to connect on social, you can find me anywhere at Michelle Sorrow. If you'd like to reach out to me directly, you can at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.